It's all about the bay, the Morecambe Bay podcast. In this day and age, there are very few places as quiet as this. With sea on three sides and cut off by the tide twice a day, this is Sunderland Point. This summer, it's hosting an exhibition. Going to the sea documents the life and times of fishermen all around Morecambe Bay. Welcome to the Morecambe Bay podcast with Nigel Thompson. The venue for the exhibition is itself unusual, the Mission Heritage Centre at Sunderland Point. From one window you can see across the Loon Estuary, across to Blackpool and Fleetwood. On the other side you've got Lancaster and Glass and Dock. It's a remote location, but for the subjects it seems absolutely perfect. Pictures adorn the wall, and photographer Tessa Bunny explains about her inspiration for this and the wider project which goes back to 2019. And I think it's amazing to be able to look out onto the bay from, you know, and where the place, you know, the River Loon and where the photographs were made, you know, actually from a venue, because there's not actually that much, not that many venues actually on Morecambe Bay, are there? So, yeah, it's perfect, really. And an exhibition where you have to watch the tide table is a bit unusual, isn't it, as well? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the exhibition's not going to be open all day, every day, simply because you've got to go over a tidal causeway. So I think I was pretty excited about that, to be honest. And I'm staying over here tonight, and I'm going to get trapped on Sunderland Point, and then get up in the morning, and then I'm going to sit with the exhibition uh when you know when people can get here again so it's yeah it's been really exciting i think it's great and also the fact that you took was it three years of documenting fishing around Morecambe Bay that's that's a big undertaking you said how many times you've been out in the boat uh, i think uh i worked out it was about 30 times in all 30 so. times six miles out to record the pictures you can see around yeah. us that's that's quite some undertaking it's not an easy thing to do no i mean i guess the thing about it was that the bay is different every day the weather's different the tides different the people are different you know like everything changed all the time so it became a bit of an addiction to be honest you know like wanting to keep on going and I didn't really want it to end but you know it kind of things happen in people's lives and and things end so um you know I just feel really lucky that the fishermen were like willing to take me out and show me what they do because you know that's a big privilege you said before in this presentation that you kind of didn't know this area, that you kind of fell in love with it now. Mm. How do you feel about it now? Well, yeah, I still really do as well. But, you know, sometimes you have to stop things and it's not always down to your own doing, <laughs> as it were. So, you know, I'm trying to... Um, I can't say that working in the northeast is not easy you know the situation the fishermen in river is terrible it's not enjoyable like it was going out on the bay but it's a really important story that has to be told and i feel lucky that uh, i kind of stumbled across that by accident as well um but going out in a fishing boat is a completely different experience it's less kind of um i don't know tactile in a way i don't know if that's really the right right word you know I don't feel in it the same way as you feel like when you're out on the bay but it's a unique landscape a unique place and there's probably nowhere else that's really like it 
Margaret Owen. Oh, to be featured in a documentary is just a, a complete privilege. I like people to know that women can do what men can do, you see. So I've quite enjoyed all of it. I love the attention and I love the fishing. And Tessa was absolutely marvellous, to say to the least. She'd come and watch me and she'd be falling in the mud. She'd get trapped with a drone, you name it, but she never gave in. Rain, wind, you name it, Tessa was there doing her job. She's brilliant. Because how long were you fishing for? How many years? Oh, I was, I was fishing for 34 years and I'm 71 now and I'm still going to fish this year. I've got my have beam and I'll be down in the water 1st of June. No messing. And how have things changed? I know salmon, it's a shame, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. it was flourishing, wasn't it, years ago? Now oh, you're not it, allowed to take it. Yeah, no, it, actually, if it had been left to me, I think they should have banned both salmon and sea trout, really. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do. For conservation, if you're a proper fishing person, you want the fishing to carry on. But while it's still there, I can't, I just can't give it up. The tug of that net and the feeling when that fish goes in is unbelievable, and I'm afraid I can't give it up till they stop me. <laughs> so, up to Trevor, my husband, having the stroke uh, last year not last year the year before my grandson also had got a have so the three of us were stood in the line so there was granny granddad and grandson and so he'll be back in July and he'll be fishing as well again with me you think about the fact that it's carrying on you know it's not you're not the end of the line hopefully will no, continue no. well I think it's absolutely wonderful he's a, an asset to the thing because he's six foot four so I can push him into the deep water <laughs> it's absolutely amazing obviously the appeal it keeps you looking young you obviously because she keeps you fit as well you just enjoy the trade you enjoy doing it yeah absolutely obsessed if you fish you're a proper fishing person you can't help yourself it's just lovely it's good to come back to the Sunderland Point isn't it I know you've moved away now but you know when you come back here what's it like now you don't live here anymore it's amazing we're only a mile away but Sunderland Point isn't a job or a way to early it's not a job or a work it's a way of life and we miss it dreadfully we've been practicing over the last two years being normal people and it's jolly hard going out for coffees and hot chocolates and I mean that sincerely I'm just used to working and so we're, we're doing our best to be normal also I guess you can go out when you want and where you want and not have to look at the timetable anymore you can just go out you know when suits you I know I know but that's nothing of a problem if I could turn back the clock I'd do it all again it's the best we were here 41 years and they were the best 41 years of my whole life it is a wonderful existence on Sunderland Point just lovely and if people come and look at this exhibition they'll give perhaps a little insight into your life and also life here as well yeah yeah I hope they come and have a look because it's lovely and Tessa's worked so hard and it's good information. It's a good documentary. My, my name is Philip Smith. I'm a coxswain at Lazen Dock on the pilot boat. I do fish for sea trout in the summer with this hair net behind you. Um, mechanic by trade and coxswain for the pilotage, you know. Fantastic. But, yeah. What do you think of what you've just been seeing, by the way, about the exhibition? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I grew up here at Sunderland Point as a child. My dad was an inshore fisherman mostly just doing exactly the same as uh, what Beth is talking about inshore fishing uh, all the different types of fishing shrimping salmon fishing when it, you know you could catch salmon um, and just earlier on she showed you the uh, the white baiting and the sprat and my dad that, that was his mainstay through the winter there was much call for white bait and sprat back then and how is it now what's what's conditions like now it, it's not the same um, bless him, Trevor and Margaret retired through Trevor's health, um, so they were the main white baiting spratters, and most of their market was going to the zoo, 
uh, in my dad's day, in my youth, it was going to, to a firm at uh, Fleetwood oh, yeah. called Ross Whitaker, and I bumped into a driver at the darts last week who used to drive for Ross Whitaker at Fleetwood and lived in Morecambe, and he was a regular here huh? to three different fishermen of, of my youth and picking up white bait and sprat. Wow. Yeah. And so, and often salmon as well. Small world, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. It, was, it was a good age, like. Um, yeah, but that was an interesting talk for yeah. me to, to catch up with somebody who, you know, in my childhood was, you know, picking up fish yeah. from Sunderland Point because it was quite a, an important little fishing village. I think people don't realise that, they don't perhaps now as this time has gone by, but you know, certainly here out the salmon fishing as well. I mean, it was it was it was prized yeah. catch, wasn't it? And yeah. to, for it not to happen now, it just seems like an end of an era. And it does, but I um, mean part time fishing, even in my childhood and before I was born, was always going on. Um, there was any amount of hairnet licences. Uh, there'd be that many hairs on the river sometimes it'd be full across. Really? Beam beam end to beam end. <laughs> so yeah. This beam behind you is 18 foot, right. and they'd be just stood end to end across the loon. That must weigh a bit as well, especially when it's uh, you've that, got a that's, going through that, it. That's okay, that beam, that's quite a light one. Um, we have another heavier one, um, and you don't really feel it unless the wind's blowing. You get it on your back, you're fine. And can you sense when something's in it, when you've caught something? Yeah, I mean, normally you, you stand behind this three sticks. There's an end stick, it's a bit like five-side gold nets, and you stand in the middle, uh, behind the net and you have the net round your shins ah, right. and if, yeah. a, if a fish goes in you can feel it on yeah. your shins very That's much so yeah. yeah and then you lift yeah. you lift and ro roll the beam over or the legs over and it just traps a fish yeah. Yeah. but the it's a bit like catching them in a blanket mm. we just yeah. we just lift the top cord out up Got them. and yeah. then they roll back out again yeah we'll have a look to see if it's a salmon or a trout Aye. yeah um and if it's a salmon we can tell yeah we just yeah. put put, put pick up the bottom cord and we'll roll the salmon back out again. That must be isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it's is. Do that. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's money gone, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's your living. Now, I know you've got to go somewhere because you've got another important job you were saying, you're yeah. coxswain. Are you bringing the ship in tonight? I'm bringing the uh, Fluvius Axe in to Glasgow Dock. It'll probably have grain on board. Um, maize, probably. Aye. Uh, they do quite a lot of animal feeds. Um that and fertilisers at the dock. I'm it's, always amazed because I mean, it's low tide when we're just driven across the causeway. Yeah, anything yeah. you never get anything in glass and dock when you when you look at it like this. But another what another five or six hours. It's there's a different not, story. Isn't there isn't actually. They're a big boat. They're a big ship um, as big as you can have up this channel, and the biggest ones we take in are ninety meters. Right. Yeah. And uh, the only bit that's really dredged is by us lads with bulldozers on the berth where the ship sits. All oh, right. Right. And quite often, um, there's only about a meter yeah. underneath the underneath the keel wow. when the yeah. ship comes in. So there's not a lot of water in the loon. No, no. At the no. shallowest end. Quite a long time ago, I um, when I was a lot younger, I was the coxswain or skipper at Hisham Harbour oh, for yeah. seven years. So if you will, I let me trade there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I changed jobs. Oh, let's say 12 months ago, I was working somewhere else, and I got the job here. At Glasgow Dock, Brilliant. and it's just a skill transfer, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like riding an old bike. I never forgot. Right. Yeah, yeah. it really was like riding. An old... As soon as I got in that pilot boat, it was like an old bike off again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Off you go again. Yeah. How far out do you go? Uh, it's about twelve miles. It's the Cardinal Boy, 
Right. Uh, we call it loon number one. The loon deeps is past Fleetwood. Ah, right. Because uh, I used to go there when I was at Isham yeah, yeah. 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 And again, that's about 12 miles from Isham Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Great stuff. Well, good luck. Thanks yeah. very much for talking to us. Yeah, I nice hope one. you enjoyed the exhibition. And, uh, I did, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was a, I, I learnt something there as well. I think we always do, don't you? Because you yeah, forget, yeah. especially when you're local, well, you know, that this is actually probably an impressive place. You know, you forget. Well, you can get used to your own area and the fishing um, practices here. Mm. and But it's always interesting to find out new fish. Oh, sorry, other fish, fishing practices, such as Fluteborough, Barrow, Fleetwood, because um, there's similarities, but subtle. Subtle yeah. differences. Yeah. Go on, Sunderland Point. You've lived here for how many years? 42 years now. 42 years, years yes. What, what made you come here? Actually, my friend Kath, we, we were working at the hospital and she lived here and I visited her. And being born and brought up in Liverpool on a street with a backyard, no garden, I just thought this place was idyllic and um, when a house came empty and up for rent then um, I just thought well this is where I want to be so here we came and here we stayed and all the children have grown up here. They loved it in their childhood but they detested it in their teenage years. And, why? Oh why? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because they, they had to either walk or bike to Overton because I refused to keep jumping in the car and running them across the road and stuff like that so um, yeah they, they didn't like it but then when they had children of their own they thought this was the best place ever you know because they had such a great childhood here well driving here I mean, even coming across from Overton that causeway it's yeah. an adventure isn't it coming tonight it's really low tide but it you can is. see where the tide has been and all the, on all the sort of yachts and boats and they're on the side you know yeah. it's quite dramatic yeah. and then when you get out of the car it's that silence it's just it, absolutely it still just this is the most glorious time of the year you walk down the lane and all the hawthorns in blossom it is just utterly beautiful and when you wake up in the morning you know and we don't seem to hear as many birds as we used to sadly but i mean it is just it's, it's a beautiful place a beautiful place hard winter though <laughs> I bet. And the sea on three sides is that not a bit eerie do you not sort of think in the middle of winter that actually one day the window and the, and the tide will come up and well it does it. <laughs> it does occasionally um we we've, we've got wonderful sea defenses really uh, and we're very practiced at keeping the tide out um, but yeah, sometimes it's, and as you get older, it gets harder, you know, and sometimes you think what was once an adventure is now, you just think, oh no, please, let's not, let's not have all that. <laughs> and we first met when you were working in Lancaster, That's you had correct. a regular commute across to the city. Yeah. Of course, the tide waits for no man or woman, does it? So what, no. how did you manage to make the job work with living here? Um, well, you know what time. Well, you know what time the tide is going to be over the road because um, experience tells you that you know a certain height of tide, you need to be away so many minutes or hours beforehand. So um, occasionally it catches you out. You see, because if you're having clement weather, the tide blows the uh, the wind blows the tide up and it covers the road a bit too soon or sooner than you anticipate. So you can't go. You can't go through it. You know, you just can't. So then you have to phone work and say, sorry, I've missed the tide. Yeah. That didn't happen very often, but just go early, get home later. You, you live with it. Shop at Asda, thank goodness for Asda, 24 hours. Meeting your neighbours, pushing a trolley around in a weary sort of way, first thing in the morning, because everybody's had to come out before the tide. Yeah.
we're here at this lovely centre, I haven't been here for years, the Mis Mission um, Centre yeah. on, on Sunderland Point, which must be one of the most picturesque places to hold an it, exhibition of anywhere, is. I think, certainly yeah. in this part of the world. For Tessa's exhibition, Tessa Bunny's produced a fantastic exhibition of, it's of pictures. What do you make of it? Beautiful photographs that reflect not just Sunderland Point, but um, fishing across the bay, and she's a very skilled uh, photographer. She's... Uh, uh, take some beautiful photos yeah I think it's a gorgeous exhibition it's so appropriate for the mission I mean this was a church I used to come here with my children every other Sunday tide permitting and um, you know it's, it's a bit of a precious building to me so it's great to have new life breathed into it and this exhibition is just a perfect setting for it and I would urge anybody who is interested to come and have a look enjoy the peace of the mission because it is a peaceful place and the piece of Sunderland Point too, which is great, but mind the tide, mind that tide. We don't want to be sending the RNLI out, you know, as happens from time to time. All of the um, times that the exhibition is open are timed so that people can come at a safe time to cross the road. And if people look on the website, all the times are there. If you come at those times, you can't go wrong. <laughs> You've actually documented something that has disappeared. You know, the, some of the crafts and some of the trades that went on a few years ago no longer happening. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, you know, I, I had no idea whatsoever that it was on such a precarious thing. And you know, uh, as I say, you know, I would like to have been around ten years ago and, and seen the changes take place. But you know, I'm hope I'm continuing working with some of the boat people. So there's a, a couple over in Warrior Channel that have. Um, basically uh you know decided to give it a go in this precarious environment and uh you know i'm going to hopefully document them working once the it kind of the lobster and crab season kind of takes off properly so um there are young couples just having a go and and making it work so far and then then on the opposite side of the bay i'm hoping to go out with a trawler um from fleetwood to document, um, you know, the kind of end of an industry in Fleetwood. You know, there's not many people that are still fishing from boats, so um, so it's still kind of going on. It's you know, it's it's much kinder on on my kind of uh, mental health to not just stop and just keep going until it. You know, I suppose that's what happens with projects. You know, you keep on going, and then. Um, you know, you either start repeating yourself or you get bored or, or something or something happens or something. It's not really like I don't say, you know, when it's my own thing like this, I'm going to do this for a year and then stop. It's just whatever happens, happens. So. Well, I think you did a cracking job in the reaction tonight. certainly showed that you know, people are, are grateful for that you documented this and that people can come and see it now, and I'm sure they will. It's on throughout the summer, so plenty of time to come to the hall here at Sunderland Point. And as we're looking and as we're talking, you know, there's sun setting over Morecambe Bay. I mean, what a fantastic location to, input, to, to, to show off this important piece of work. It's brilliant. Good luck. Thank you, Nigel. Follow us and get in touch. Search Morecambe Bay Podcast on social media.